Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ad Project, an ongoing series about two guys who put their heads together to start the world's most advanced Amazon advertising agency. They've obsessed over all things in the Amazon advertising world, built an industry-leading platform to gain deeper insights, and continuously test, trial, and push to uncover the most effective advertising strategies. Now, they're going to help you grow your Amazon business by pulling back the curtain to share what they've discovered. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Ad Project Podcast. So you're listening to Matt and Joe. Uh, we own Ad Advance, a digital advertising agency with campaigns generating hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. We're obsessed with finding the most effective Amazon advertising strategies, and then we built a system around it. So now we're here to share our insights and give you weekly updates on trends, strategies, and best practices. So like we said in the intro, I'm Joe. This is Matt. As we went through in the initial episode for the podcast, really what we're going to do is structure the topics where each one builds on top of each other. So what we want to try to do is just build out this overarching knowledge base of Amazon advertising, starting with some of the basics. But when we focus on basics, say like sponsored products, auto campaigns, since we're focusing a full episode on that, we can really dig deep and give you different benchmarks different strategies, different things that you can implement with your campaign. So even if you've been running these campaigns for quite a while, even if you're very familiar with sponsored product auto campaigns, we get to see hundreds and thousands of these campaigns on a daily basis. So we can give you some great things to look into, new things to try, different benchmarks to compare yourself against. And if you have somebody else managing, just different things to look into to make sure that you're not leaving any sales on the table and not wasting any spend. So we'll just jump right into it now. You know, for sponsored products auto campaigns, one question that we commonly get is, do I need to run these campaigns? I've got a great idea on how people are going to find my products. So you guys are the experts. I'm the experts in the products I create. Do I really need sponsored products auto campaigns? So Matt, how do you typically answer that? Yes, you do. You should run auto campaigns. So even if you're incredibly familiar with the products you're advertising, you've built out really good manual campaigns with relevant keywords. Auto campaigns are an amazing way to supplement those manual campaigns with search terms, product targets that you've never heard of or never thought of uh, that relate to your products. So auto campaigns use Amazon's algorithms to find keywords and ASINs that are relevant to your products. So you can dig into those auto campaign search terms and find themes, new keywords, new competitors to target within uh, your manual campaigns and drive more exposure to. So even though they cast a wide net and you could have really well-developed manual campaigns, it's just, it's a great supplement and a way of reaching a different audience that you maybe have never thought of. Yeah. And to just build on that too, I mean, we're constantly surprised by how people search for different products. And so auto campaigns really let us capture that. And then another piece to take into account is Amazon has one of the biggest databases of consumer preferences and shopping history that humanity has ever known. And auto campaigns allow us to tap into that. Amazon is also a leader with machine learning and artificial intelligence. So they're constantly working to try to improve what keyword product targets and what pieces are really targeted with those auto campaigns, with this wide ranging data that they have for it, they can typically find these different nuances or connections that we may miss. So it's a great source for new product discovery. 
So one of the pieces with auto campaigns, and this is near and dear to my heart, uh, I started as a seller in 2014. And at the time, all there were were sponsored product auto campaigns and sponsored product manual campaigns. And you could just set one bid per ad group. So the auto campaign, it didn't have any targeting options. And at the time, there really wasn't much for competition too. So you could get some great returns. As we've seen with everything else, Amazon advertising, it's gotten more competitive and more complex. So Matt, maybe can you walk us through like the different targeting types and some of the changes that you've seen from auto campaigns from where they started to where they're at now? Totally. Yeah, no doubt. Amazon advertising has grown more complex over the years. Auto campaigns are no different than all the other new features that Amazon's in- introduced over the years. So one of the major rollouts that Amazon released, like the turn of 2018, was enhanced auto targets. So whereas before, like in the early days of your selling experience, you just set one bid for an overall auto ad group. Now there are four enhanced auto targets. Close match, which targets keywords closely related to the product. Loose match, keywords loosely related to the product, complements, uh, and substitutes. So substitutes would be products that are direct substitutes, products very comparable to yours. Complements would be bundled items or items that are frequently purchased with the advertised product. And so by introducing those four additional targeting types, it also introduces four unique bids that you can assign to each of those, which affords much more control over your auto campaigns. Yeah. And so now you are able with auto campaigns to really specify down individual bids for each of these different targeting types. And so maybe we can just jump into, I mean, what do you generally see for performance for each of the targeting types and, you know, some benchmarks that our listeners can take away. And if they're just starting up auto campaigns, which ones tend to perform better than others? How should we set initial bids for them? Yeah, good question. So This applies to more than new sellers, too. If you're launching any new auto campaign, there are some general rules to go off of. We're fortunate to have a massive database, massive data set, so we've been able to analyze each of the four auto targets, massive amounts of data, billions of impressions, to figure out what common patterns are across each of the four types. So what we found is close match converts significantly better than the other targets. So close match runs at like an 11.5%, 12%, conversion rate for us. The other placements average about 8%. So the other types average about 8%. So what that means is close match generates a 50% higher conversion rate than the other three targets. That means you can afford to bid 50% higher potentially for close match to achieve the same exact ACOS, one of the key efficiency metrics that you'll monitor with your, your auto campaigns and all of your ad campaigns. So by looking at the comparison of conversion rate across those four match types, we've come up with some general rules of thumb uh, for how you initially bid those. So close match, let's just say we're starting with like a, a dollar as an average bid across a specific auto ad group. Close match, we'd maybe bid around the $1.20, $1.25 mark. And loose match, comps, substitutes, we typically bid around the $0.80 cent mark. So somewhere close to that 50% premium. And that allows us to generate more volume in close match where we're going to generate better results, more relevant uh, search terms and plow those down the funnel. One other kind of interesting thing with the metrics across each of these four types is that 
Compliments will typically generate really low volume. So when people search on Amazon, they're looking for a product that they want to buy. And so substitutes are probably a better comparison than comps in, uh, in most cases, because it's what the shopper searched through. You're showing a product very similar to what they clicked through on, what they're looking at. And so subs will typically outperform comps. So even going beyond the close match performance boost will also adjust bids based on performance for loose comp complements and substitutes. So generally speaking, bid close match the highest, then bid loose match slightly lower than that, and then comps the lowest. And what that does is it produces pretty consistent performance across each of those four types, which improves the control of your campaign and helps you hit your performance targets. Yeah, and so just to reiterate a couple of things that Matt talked through. So when we talk about conversion rate, conversion rate is just a measure if you have 100 clicks, how many people actually place orders. So when we look at conversion rate, if you have a 10% conversion rate, that means out of 10 clicks, you had one order or 100 clicks, you had 10 orders. So we're always trying to find what's most likely to convert into a sale after the click. And we want to boost bids to try to drive more impression and volume to those types of ad placements or those types of keywords or targets. So in general, that's really what we're doing is we're looking at the different targeting types and figuring out what's going to convert better and close match makes sense because it's going to be more relevant. And then let's boost the bids for those to try to drive the incremental volume. And then for those that aren't going to convert as well, let's cut the bids back a bit. So that's a good rule of thumb. Um, we go into a lot more detail when we're setting initial bids, but Matt just gave you a good really like general overview on what you can use to get started as you go. So one piece that we use auto campaigns a lot for is keyword or target discovery. So Matt, any stories or any client uh, pieces that you've had where you've been, it's been really surprising or helpful to figure out different targeting types from auto campaigns? Yeah, definitely, Joe. So we just signed on a client a couple months ago that sells an adhesive and they weren't using auto campaigns to a large extent previously. So we created auto campaigns for each of their product groups and ran them in parallel with their manual campaigns. And we discovered a ton of applications for those products that we weren't targeting in our manual campaigns at all. So we found like these hardcore kayakers like to buy it to repair their, their kayaks. It's, it's just a really good epoxy that works for that application. And so through analysis of these auto campaigns, we tapped into an audience that we were generating next to no exposure for previously. And we actually created some manual campaigns based on those results that we found in the auto campaigns where we can drive more exposure to that audience. And we've grown that account by a substantial amount, like 3x just in, in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think through like, so I have glue. There's so many applications that I can use glue for. And so we will go through and figure out, you know, what we think will convert well. But that's the power of auto campaigns and just utilizing Amazon's data set and their algorithms is that they can discover all these new applications that we couldn't think through or we couldn't or there's just so many options that you could cover what's going to actually convert best. So that's one of the, the fun areas for auto campaigns. Another one that really stuck out to me, too, is when we were going through the initial lockdowns for COVID in March and April we saw a significant change in consumer shopping behaviors. 
some categories, uh, the way people search for products completely changed overnight. So one piece that was really helpful is having auto campaigns running. You could tap into that to figure out how are people searching for these products, utilize, again, Amazon's algorithms to help them figure out the connections between the two, and then be able to harvest those and move them down to the manual campaigns. And so, you know, a lot of these pieces that we're focusing on right now is the keyword in the product targeting discovery phase. So kind of the, the really wide end of our funnel structure and figuring out what's going to work really well. And then what we want to do is move that downstream to the manual campaigns. And we're going to talk a lot more about manuals in the next episode. So Matt, for people who are trying to figure out what's working well, we use the API, we use our tools, we develop all of our own software in-house, but how do they figure out what's working really well for their campaigns and what's some general rules that you should use on when to move those high converting search terms downstream? Yeah, one of the most valuable reports that, that Amazon offers is the search term report. So if you log into your ad console, you go to reporting, pull sponsored product search term reports on a routine basis. You can even schedule them to run once per month. I typically run it for a 30 or 60 day duration just to get more data and really drill down into what's working in the account. But you can run it really at whatever frequency you'd like up to that 60 or 65 day threshold that Amazon offers. And so what a search term report has are your campaigns, your ad groups, and then every search term that customers searched that triggered an impression for your products and all the associated metrics with it. So with just Excel and using a couple simple filters like sales greater than zero, ACOS better than your targets, you can really key in on what is driving sales. Are there any search terms that you aren't targeting in your manual campaigns? Uh, like in the previous example, are there any kayakers that you can reach out to that you aren't otherwise targeting? So it's just, it's a really good source for actual customer search insights and how they behave when they see an ad or they click through to your product page. Yeah. And another key piece to add to that too is like Matt was saying, it, it's one of the only true ways to see how people are actually searching for your products and getting to your product listing. And so you can really use this information too, to customize that listing. So say for our example, if there's a ton of kayakers that are coming in and they're looking for this adhesive, let's make sure that part of the description or the enhanced brand content, the A plus content that it matches those people who are really searching for it. So that's one great way to use it. And then another cool way to use it too is for product development. You can use this as another way, like, so maybe somebody was searching for their product, um, they came to your product listing, but you can tell in their search term, they weren't, what they got for your product didn't exactly match what they were looking for. You can use those insights too to help either tweak your product or develop new products that really matches that need too. So it's a it's a huge gold mine for optimizing your listings, um, developing new products, and in our world, really optimizing the ads and finding really high converting product targets or keywords that we can move downstream and get much more exact on as we go or get much more control on. So Matt, some people who have tried auto campaigns and they struggle with performance, what's the main ways that you can control performance? We've talked through bid setting for the different targeting types, but what else do you do? Yeah, that's a good question. And just circling back to bid, it's really interesting. So our auto campaigns, their ACOS is right in line with our manual campaigns. 
And the reason for that, even though they cast a really wide net and it can match to a lot of seemingly unrelated search terms, is we're able to control it through both bid and then negative keywords. So from an ACOS standpoint or performance standpoint, if you've seen bad results with your auto campaigns and you're avoiding them because you think your manual campaigns are substantially better performers, it's worth launching them and just bidding at a lower level. But one of the key things to control performance in auto campaigns beyond bid would be negative keywords and negative product targets. They're a game changer for auto campaigns. From like a high level standpoint, what you can do is pull that same search term report that I was referring to earlier, look at clicks over a certain threshold where it hasn't generated a sale. Are you spending a bunch on a certain search term that just isn't converting? You can negate it. So that way that search term doesn't trigger an impression anymore. Similarly, you can evaluate search terms and batches. Are there any common themes among them? Earlier, I was talking about the kayak theme that we picked out and we used it to target to drive more exposure to that audience. You can do the same thing with negatives to avoid certain audiences or certain themes, certain attributes. So you have a, a pair of mittens for women that you're advertising. If your auto campaign is generating impressions for men-related keywords, You'll pick up on that in your search and reports. You can add a negative phrase and the overall performance of that auto campaign should drastically improve. So you can continually refine that auto campaign through negatives and bid optimization to tune the performance to wherever you would like. Similarly, product targets, you can also negate. That feature came out later in 2020 and it's been a game changer too for improving auto campaign performance. Yep. Yeah. And so what we do to set negatives is uh, we use different criteria. So uh, we look at total number of clicks not leading to a sale, or if there's a certain amount of clicks and ACOS really struggles, meaning it doesn't convert well, um, we have different criteria to convert it to a negative to make sure that it's not wasting spend. But at the same time, what we also do is go through the search term reports and there's going to be some search terms that are obviously not going to convert well. So for instance, like Matt's example, if you're getting men's keywords and you're trying to target a women's clothing product, like you should get those men's keywords out of there, those men's search terms out of there right away because they're not going to convert well at all. And so it's a combination of the science and the intuition that really gets the best results. So you can't just put this stuff on autopilot. If you want the best results, it's really a combination of the two being able to review with our expertise and intuition, along with having some really solid tools in the background to help us optimize that. Yeah, and what's really cool with negatives too is as you eliminate more irrelevant keywords, as you add more negatives, you can bid more aggressively in those auto campaigns too to generate more relevant targets. So you can, you can discourage unproductive spend and then encourage productive spend to a greater extent all through negatives. For sure. So... Right now, up to this point, we've talked through a lot of different uh, strategies, and it's more of like the, the keyword and the product targeting harvesting. So trying to start on the broad side on the funnel and then moving your way down to where we get much more targeted and specific. But what's some other strategies that our listeners could potentially implement using auto campaigns, Matt? Yeah, for sure. So the bread and butter would be those primary auto campaigns that we're using to feed manual campaigns that funnel discovery process. But we do have a couple other strategies to help out with that. And then a couple niche strategies too, that'll just boost your bottom line profitability. So let's go with that theme first. This is a, a really easy campaign to create. 
I'd universally recommend it to every seller. We call them catch-all auto campaigns. And all they are is an auto campaign, all your products grouped in it, not segmented in a single ad group with a really low bid, dynamic up and down bidding and high top of search settings. So by low bid, I'm talking anywhere from five cents to 15 cents. So well below what traditional CPCs would be. And what that does is it generates impressions and clicks at a super low CPC. And regardless of where conversion rate lands, they pretty much universally produce low ACoS, like anywhere from a couple percent, like three to 15% would be pretty typical for a catch-all campaigns. They're a no-brainer to launch just because they'll pretty much universally beat margins. What's really interesting with these catch-all auto campaigns is you could have an auto campaign running for every single product in your catalog with a higher bid, segmented by products, feeding manual campaigns. And even if they never run out of budget, if you run a catch-all campaign with that tiny little bid, it'll still pick up impressions. It'll still get generate clicks. It'll still generate sales. So Amazon just treats these multi-product ad groups at auction a little bit differently. It allows you to use higher than usual top of search settings, experiment with different bidding strategies, and bottom line, it delivers bottom line results. So that's kind of a fun strategy that will launch pretty much universally for, for the sellers that we work with. Yeah. Really easy to create. And just just to add on to it, so it, it's taking advantage of this nuance in Amazon's bid algorithms where for whatever reason, if you group a bunch of products together, they tend to get impressions for relevant search terms, relevant keywords and relevant product targets at a really low cost per click. And so even if these don't convert as well as your very targeted campaigns, with the low cost per click, they tend to get great results in terms of ACoS or ROAS just because you're paying a very small amount per click. And so very easy to set up. They typically work best if you have a lot of products that you can group together, but it, it's a fun one to see. And when you get that average from five to 15% cost per click, or maybe even a little bit more with the top of search placement adjustment, you can tend to get great results. So a very fun one. And we definitely recommend trying that out. Yeah, Joe, I'm looking at one right now. 103,000 in sales, 6% ACoS. Yeah, that's awesome. And super yeah. easy to set up too. Just group them all together, set low bids, and that's it. Totally. Yeah, yeah another strategy that's uh, really beneficial for auto campaigns is simply launching two of the exact same auto campaign, one with a high bid, one with a low bid. This really applies to new product launches or new auto campaigns that that you'd be creating for a series of products. This isn't so much a hack, it's just a best practice. So if you set a high bid in one auto campaign, it'll match up with search terms uh, that you wouldn't otherwise reach with a lower bid campaign. Everything on Amazon's competitively bid. So the higher you bid, the wider the net, the wider the list of keywords that you'll be able to match to. So it can be scary setting a high bid in an auto campaign because it will cast such a wide net but that's why you have a second campaign. Auto campaign number one runs out of budget and the second campaign that's bid more passively, more conservatively takes over. So you can set a lower budget in that high bid campaign and use it as a great source of discovery, generate targets that you wouldn't otherwise discover in your other auto campaign, but also limit the bleeding through budget. And then as that campaign matures, you add negatives, you optimize bids, performance is going to improve naturally. And what you end up with is a manual campaign 
as you discover and move things out of those two auto campaigns that has a wider breadth of really productive targets. Yeah. So it, just to summarize that too. So for the high bid campaign, really what you're trying to do is test out more competitive, but probably highly relevant keywords or product targets. But since you're spending more on those, you want to make sure that you cap how much that you spend on a daily basis. And so set a more conservative budget for that. So it runs out at a certain point throughout the day. And then after that, the low bid campaign will take over. Now, this is going to test some less competitive keywords or product targets. The benefit is that you're paying a lower cost per click. They may not convert as well, but they may give you a great A cost just because you're paying lower cost per click. And then from both of these, you're harvesting all the keywords or product targets out of them as you go. So, yeah. It gives you two different data points too. On the front end, you may not know exactly where you should be bidding. Amazon suggested bids can be all over the board, unreliable. So just having that different, those two data points can help you find like a midpoint or something where you eventually merge those two campaigns and optimize it. Or just roll with one campaign, but it gives you more information to figure out what the ideal level to bid is over the long. For sure. That yeah. makes sense. So, so we'll we'll wrap up this podcast. Key takeaways. So if you're just getting started or you've been running auto campaigns for quite a while, one is make sure that you've got separate bids set for each of the targeting types. Typically, a close match is going to perform a lot better. So you're going to want a higher bid on that. Another key takeaway is catch all auto campaigns. If you're not trying it out, definitely try it, especially if you've got a lot of products. Set a low bid, group all the products together, even if they're completely unrelated, and you're probably going to see some great results from that. And then the other piece is if you're setting up new auto campaigns or you're trying to, you're really focusing on the discovery side, say for a new product launch, the high bid, low bid auto campaign strategy is a great way to find targets that are going to work well from both a more competitive standpoint in terms of cost per click and a lower competitive standpoint to them. So next uh, podcast, what we're going to dig into is manual campaigns. So we've talked about all this keyword harvesting and moving them downstream. In the next podcast, we're going to talk through what you actually do with them in the manual campaigns, go through some benchmarks there, and then key ways that you can make sure that you're maximizing sales while cutting all wasted spend with your ads. So thanks, everybody, for joining. Thank you.